Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Welcome to the third Women's Running Workshop. I'm Esther Newman, and in this episode, I chat with Holly Taylor, our digital editor, about her running just before Christmas. And I gave her some homework to do as she builds towards running a virtual half marathon in March 2021. If you'd like to do this with us, it would be great to hear from you. Do please email me with any questions you have. Over the next few workshops, we're going to be chatting about how she's going to increase her long run at the weekends and the things she can do during the week to increase her strength and endurance. Workshop three is all about form. Well, it's not all about form. There's a lot of gassing, especially to begin with, in which we segue seamlessly into a Grange Hill reference that no one will get unless you were born in 1973. To you, my lovely fellow 47-year-olds, I salute you. We quickly get down to business though so we chat about Holly's running and how it's been over the last few weeks. If you remember, I tasked her with a few technical runs which she gamely took on. She's been doing some hill sprints and as we suspected, avoiding the fartlekking. This is very much a usual state of affairs. The thing with running homework is that while it's good to see it as a structure, there is no point making yourself do stuff that will eventually put you off running altogether. I want Holly to try fartlekking because I think she'll enjoy it, but I shan't force her to do it. With her training for the half, I want her to continue to run 3 times a week. These runs include a longer run at weekends and that now needs to be in the region of 6 to 8k. An easy run a few days later and a technical run, so that's hills or sprints. While she's doing this, I'm going to introduce the concept of running form for her to think about while she runs. It can be weird to change the way you run and can feel quite alien. but tiny adjustments in the way that you hold yourself and the way in which you move your arms and legs can have a hugely positive effect on your running especially in terms of injury reduction but also in terms of performance i'll go over exactly what you need to remember at the end of the podcast so do listen in after we finished our chat for your running form checklist 
and apologies in advance to Chris Packham for any comments concerning endangered species. We have harmed no red kites during the making of this podcast. Did you know you can become a member of Women's Running? For the teeny tiny price of just £8.75 every three months, and that's a whopping 35% off, you can join Women's Running and you'll get our beautiful magazine delivered direct to your door, plus tons of other benefits, such as free access to digital back issues, a free month subscription to Move GB Move at Home, discounts off This Mum Runs merchandise and to Girls Run the World training videos and loads more besides. Plus, we're going to be adding more benefits during the year. So this is literally just the start of it. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPod at the checkout to get your exclusive 35% discount. That's WRPod. And join us today. We'd love to have you with us. These lush, like catnip, these lentil. Oh, oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah, lentil crisps. But literally half a minute before we were due this meeting, I dropped the entire packet on the floor. I was just holding it like an idiot. And I, just, I dropped oh, the no. whole lot on the floor. And then I had to scoop it up like Zamo, like it was a kind of... <laughs> You won't know that reference. I don't know why I'm saying that to you. <laughs> I'm getting kind of Crystal Maze vibes with lentil. Well, <laughs> it was brought to do with Grange Hill circa 1986, possibly seven. I can't remember when the Just Say No campaign was. But Zamo scooping smack off the floor of the boys, to- the boys kind of changing rooms. <laughs> they are <laughs> like snacks, though. They're talking the playground, I swear, in, in about 1985, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! No, but they're, they're the same level of addictive, though those lentil crisps. I think they're up there with heroin. Yeah, yeah. I think they are. And not having tried both, I, <laughs> I'd like to point I out. Would, I all I can say is that lentil crisps are actually more addictive than heroin. Because <gasps> I've never that sounded like I've done it before. That was meant to be on the same track of yours. <laughs> that was meant to be. A, I haven't got experience of the other one, but I realised that that sounded quite incriminating there. <laughs> Maybe we'll miss that bit out of the podcast. Maybe we'll draw a little little veil over that, <laughs> shall we? Our, our drug taking past, heavy drug use from from Holly Taylor there. Um, anyway, this is possibly okay. why you got into running. I don't know. <laughs> I know to recover. I'm so worried, Esther. Is there going to be a whole section now that makes it sound like I'm a recovering smackhead? Am I allowed to say smackhead? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all right not to be massively politically correct about absolutely everything on this. We're supposed to be correct about running, right? And even then, exactly. I don't think we're particularly correct about that either. This is just supposed to be about <laughs> running. We're just supposed to be encouraging, aren't we? So exactly. I think the odd smackhead is is fine. And, and is categorically, fine. Holly is not and never has been a smackhead. What you do in the future? is entirely up to you up to me but at the moment the only issue is with Sauvignon Blanc and nothing else (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) so um Holly Taylor how has your running been it has been really good this week actually so a mixed a mixed weekend a good week Mm -hmm. my first one I did was my kind of 20 minute 25 minute little tootle around 
that was absolutely fine. I think that's that's kind of fine now. I know I can run that. And that's the one I've been doing with my little running buddy, Lex. And I can do 20, 25 minutes while talking. The thing that I'm discovering is that we can't really do our 5K and talk. So I think that's last week when I managed to do that all in one go and I was absolutely fine. That was on my own. So I think I might need to do the 5Ks on my own because I can't, I, 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 I haven't got the lung capacity to be able to natter away for a whole 5K length. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most excitingly, I did my hill sprints and <laughs> those were what I was quite pleased with myself for. How was it? How did it feel? Actually fine. So I did three mm-hmm. um, and I reckon I could have done four, but I just was a bit, couldn't be asked <laughs> no <laughs> yeah had you be given, before you did them had you given yourself the kind of get out clause of I'll just do three and see how it goes yeah kind of and I think it sort of slightly hindered me that I think I probably could have managed a fourth it would have been horrid but I mm. could have managed it without collapsing but I'd kind of already gone oh, you've done three you're so brilliant you've done three <laughs> well, so yeah. I just... <laughs> well I was quite pleased because I managed to do them without any kind of serious stops either. I gently ran down the hill to start with, and then I did exactly what we discussed and did bottom of Marlborough Lane or whatever it's called, up Mm -hmm. to the entrance of the park. Mm -hmm. So for the listener, how (laughs) sort of, I don't know, a stretch of maybe like... don't, because I'll start speaking in furloughs again, won't I? (laughs) (laughs) I've just been listening back to our last podcast and I was like, yards, 10 yards to my house. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know how long about that. (laughs) I reckon 50 metres. I think it's a bit more than that. I think it's about 100 metres. Nice. I wanted to say 100 metres, but I didn't want to sound too cocky. But I reckon <laughs> it's about 100 metres. Um, and so I managed to do that. Um, first time, absolutely fine. Second time, a little bit sore. Third time, tired. Mm-hmm. Reckon I could have got a fourth horrid in there, but I thought I'll quit while I'm ahead and I'll feel. And actually, maybe that was quite a good thing to do because I think that made me feel kind of positive going into my next run that I'd managed those three and I wouldn't call them hill sprints but I was quite impressed that I did manage to like I managed to kind of leg it that's what I put it in my head (laughs) I was kind of going leg it and that means what you want it to mean and I, 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 I think I managed to get some speed up like I was definitely despite what gravity wanted to do I was managing to run faster up the hill than I was down the hill um and I think it's I think it's where I live and the horrid roots that surround me that meant that that was okay I think fart lacking is going to be harder I don't know I don't know if it will be because you can give yourself the same you can give yourself the same sort of get out and just you know, because you can go for your normal, like what would be your normal midweek run. That I mean, I don't mm. know how long that would be, like fifteen or twenty minutes, something like that. Um, go just yeah, go for that's your about it's about twenty minute my normal. Lovely. So you just go for your normal run, and the kind of fart lecking section of it is just the middle bit. So you just think, yeah. like, say it's a twenty minute run. At least five minutes of that is warm up, and at least five minutes is mm. cool down. Um, but extend that to six, seven, eight minutes or whatever either side. So your fartlecking section can be maybe five, six minutes. That's all. 
you will enjoy fart lacking. I'm I'm sure you will because you just have to do t- two or three kind of reps of it. So and mm-hmm. just choose one lamppost and just like you said, just leg it. You don't yeah. have to you don't have to do any faster than you feel comfortable with. Um and just yeah, just just bomb it along as fast as you feel comfortable with to the next lamppost and then mm-hmm. jog and then do it again. And uh, you know, I yeah, like you said, w- when you feel kind of when you've done it once, you'll you'll know what it looks like, you'll know what it feels like, and and you'll be able to do it again. I think that's exactly the thing is that because I've not done that before, I think that's why I sneakily started with hill sprints. Is I thought oh, I I can imagine what those are, mm-hmm. and I, I just need to do one fart lecking run, and then I'll know what they are, and it'll be fine. And I, what I forgot to ask was, how did you feel after your hill sprints? Um. Yeah, I was I was all right actually. So I did I I tried to warm up and warm down a bit more this week, mm-hmm. as discussed on the previous episode. <laughs> um, go back and listen if you haven't already. Um, oh, but <laughs> bit of a plug. <laughs> but um, so I I tried to do a bit of um, stretching, kind of as we discussed, like John Cleese walking, like mm-hmm. lunging as I was walking down and lunging walking back up uh, the hill. Um, I did a bit of hip swiveling and arm swinging and things. Um, and yeah, I think I, I, I didn't feel too, too knackered. I just, I kept it quite short, the hill mm-hmm. sprints. Like I was probably only on my feet for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. So, that's absolutely perfect. You've done exactly, exactly the right thing, basically. So mm-hmm. the next one is, is the sort of bit of speed work. And yeah. then you're back to hill sprints the week after that. So, um, so that's great. And I think in terms of, in terms of your long run, which is the only other, so you you still have three runs a week. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. you've got the long run. You've got what we're going to what we now call your recovery run. Yeah, uh, which is just a nice ploddy shorter distance, and mm. your technical run. So those are your. You, we stick with three runs a, a week, not in, introducing anything more than that. Um, and then on your long run now. In the two weeks, well, actually, let me think. So for the next two weeks, I'd say um, you just need to think about adding another kilometre onto that. Mm -hmm. So ideally, you'd be up to six-ish now, six kilometres. So if you see if you can get up to seven, Mm -hmm. that's just adding another five minutes on. And you can do that in kind of in two jumps, if you like, if you want to add on like half a kilometre, then another half a kilometre that's absolutely fine but just and I mean you know half a kilometer it might just mean that you're running down the road and then coming back up again just at the end of your run you know it's not very long it's fine so don't worry about it Mm -hmm. and just see if you can just stay on your feet just for an an additional five minutes Mm -hmm. Uh, that's all it is okay it's funny actually because bath half training 1.0 last Mm. year or beginning of this year this endless decade of a year um (laughs) was kind of I think I I learned a couple of little routes that were like the one extra mile or the half an extra mile or kilometer or whatever that I needed to do when I was doing those longer distance running um runs and trying to add a mile because I was trying to do a mile every week um on top of what I'd done previously and I I dangerously learned that getting home realizing that I've got a mile left is running to co-op buying some sweets and (laughs) running home again (laughs) that's not dangerous 
That's that's clever. No, that's smart thinking. It was good. <laughs> Jelly babies are the food of athletes. So well, there we go. You see, <laughs> you're right. You're so right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, so we've covered off Lindor in the previous episode, and so this episode is all about the Jelly Babies specifically. Yeah, we can I tell get Deb, some sponsorship, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyone would like to send us the green Jelly Babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm partial to the green fruit pastels as well. Anyway. Oh, me um, too. I love a citrus one. Anyway, yes. yes. Yeah, moving on. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's fab. So that's your, if you can just carry on kind of as you were. I think really the idea is just if you can do three runs a week, especially over Christmas, mm-hmm. then that is just a big fat tick. That's amazing. Yeah. Particularly over the next okay. weeks. So, yeah, do that. And then... I have to say that when we come back in our next episode, things are probably going to start getting a bit ouchy because we're going to start yeah. adding some mileage um, towards that half marathon distance. But I know you can mm-hmm. do it, so it's fine. Yeah, that's going to be okay. I'm going to be in Cornwall, actually, with my aunt and uncle for Christmas. Oh, lovely. Um, and they are also quite hilly where they are. Mm-hmm. So it might be a little bit ouchy, but also good good place to do hill sprint stuff while I'm there exactly that'd be quite interesting because I found that quite that was also quite quite a positive thing in take one of of training was um yeah changing up the location I found that a scary idea because I didn't know where I was going but remember I randomly went to the Isle of Wight when we were allowed to do things and um and I ran I, I had to do my 10 mile that weekend and I was so nervous about doing it somewhere I'd never been. And it was one of my favorite training runs. I really liked just being breathing some different air for a bit. Yeah, I was envious of that because I've I've walked bits of the Isle of Wight, but I've never run there. And I would love to because I, I know it's quite flat and you've got some lovely kind of car free bits of it. And then red squirrels. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what's not to love? Exactly. Oh, it was lush. It was really nice. I didn't see any red squirrels, though, sadly. No, nor did I when I was there. So maybe it's just all a lie. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Come here, we have red squirrels. No, don't actually. No. (laughs) It's so exciting, the idea of a red squirrel. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) we are talking lots of bollocks today. maybe it's the same with the red kites in wales they don't actually have red kites either but it's like yeah we've got loads of red kites come here and it's like they've got loads of red kites kites now <laughs> esther when i was living in wales there was a huge reintroduction of red kites program and now there's too many of them they're everywhere you can't get they're rid everywhere of them. They're, they're in yeah. reading i mean it's ridiculous yeah they've spread yeah they're almost like we start hunting them yeah <laughs> we should <laughs> Anyway, welcome Target. to our Massive. National Trust podcast. <laughs> 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 anyway, what I was going to talk about next was not hunting very important birds of prey that are, I think, probably protected. Probably still endangered. <laughs> probably Sorry. still endangered, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, I feel like I've made Chris Packham cry. Um <laughs> Okay, which is not what I'd ever want to do because I love that man. Especially on our running podcast that you wouldn't imagine we would. I know. That wouldn't be my first thought of who we may offend. Yeah. Oh, no. Have I offended Chris Packham? No, you haven't offended Chris Packham. It's fine. We're only joking. We love red kites. We love red squirrels. We do. And any other uh, creatures of the wild. Yes. Don't want to kill any of them. None of them. No. Apart from the very, very big spiders. Um, yeah. 
So what I wanted to talk to you about today was running form because we we touched on it a little bit last episode mm-hmm. because I was giraffe like and you were Bambi like which makes you sound a lot better than me. Um, really I think that makes me sound like a sort of silly ice skating creature. <laughs> I think it makes you sound <laughs> you sound like a sort of coquettish kind of very sweet Oh, you sound really elegant. (laughs) What, giraffe? (laughs) Yeah, long legs and sort of... Oh, dear. We've we've even got a picture book downstairs for the kids called Giraffes Can't Dance. And Gerald, in that particular book, it's not a a good look. It's not his finest hour until the end, obviously, because I think he... Um, proves them all wrong but yeah I'm I'm very much Gerald at the beginning of that book in the way that I <laughs> galollop along um, but one thing that really helped me um, last year which you'll probably remember me going off to my my little um, rendezvous in Bristol because I was going to the running school um, yeah. and one of the things that they were tutoring me on was running form and I think it's had an absolutely transformational effect on my running because I can't, I knew I lolloped but I didn't realize how much the lollop was having an effect on kind of other parts of my body um, mm. and had a, had this kind of knock-on effect to, w- w- with injury and I was suffering at the time from a recurrent um, calf strain um, and it was always on the right hand side of my body. It's always my calf. And then, and also just other bits and pieces, like a hip that was going a bit funny. Um, sometimes um, there was something wrong with my knee. Uh, there was something wrong with my, anyway, all, everything all the way down my leg. There was always something going on. Um, yeah. And I also have an issue with, um, with, a, with a kind of a, a bit of a weak lower back as well. So I was having some disc stuff. And, um, what was really interesting here is what they do there is they get you on a treadmill and they video you from the back and from the side. It's not great viewing, to be fair, for anyone involved, but particularly not for yourself. <laughs> no one wants to see yourself run. But I'm going to say now that this, I do recommend you do this and I will ask you to do this once over the next couple of weeks is to ask a friend to video you just when you're running away from them and then video you um, as you're running past them so that you, we have a kind of okay. view of you side on and and your back when you're running and it's mm. worth having a look at that just to have a look at your running form it can pick up kind of issues you might be able to sort of see if you kind of can slow it down you can see if you have any issues with your with your gait and whether you pronate or not you can kind of pick that up then but also you can see how upright you are what your what your body is prone to do so what I what happened to me in these things is is on those videos it was all so obvious right from the word go. They, in fact, the guy that was running them didn't even have to look at the video. He just had to look at me. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you trip over your feet? And I said, yeah, I'm always tripping over my feet. You know, do you kick your ankles? Yes, I'm always getting, I've got like constant grazes on the inside of my ankles. And so that was because of one main thing. So my feet were kind of crossing over a central line. So mm-hmm. when you run, this is one of the things you need to think about. You need to try and think about your feet landing on train tracks as opposed to on a single line or even crossing yeah. over that line, which is what mine were doing. So if you keep your feet on either side of of, the, of that central line, so you're kind of running on train tracks, that in itself is a good thing to think about okay. as you're running. It could be so useful in terms of injury prevention. So that's that's kind of thing number one. Mm-hmm. Um, can I I was just gonna yeah. can I quickly while we're before we move on from it 
um, ask a bit about pronation mm-hmm. because so am I right in thinking that if you pronate to pronate if you pronate yeah I think you, that's you, the... you can yeah it's a, it's a verb mm-hmm. <laughs> to pronate okay so if I if I were to pronate I'd be turning my feet slightly outwards and if I over pronate I'd be turning them inwards or have I got things completely wrong there I think that is right um, I'd need to check yeah. actually because like, we we talk we generally talk about pronation, yeah. Um, and so to pronate, I think, is when your when your feet are are kind of falling down to the out to the outside as you run, yeah. and to overpronate is is when they fall on the inside. And the main way that you can figure that out really swiftly actually is just to look at the bottom of a pair of shoes that you wear a lot, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you can see where the scuff marks come. I think I ever so slightly ever so slightly pronate ever so but only you can only kind of tell on the heel of, of my shoes so it, just a little bit but not enough for me to have to wear support shoes I think I slightly over pronate so I think I'm turning slightly inwards do you do you have flat feet or do you have an arch I have quite an arch do you so that yeah that's, See, and that's that a bit weird no it's not weird um it might indicate that you might need a bit more support because um do you just run in neutral shoes or do you run in support shoes i run in neutral shoes yeah they're brooks ones it might indicate that you might need a little bit of support because it might it might mean that your arches are collapsing a little bit as you run but Mm. i wouldn't want to say anything i'd want you to be seen properly by um if you went to a running bath for instance they'd be able to sort that out for you yeah i should definitely get a proper gait analysis i'd like to know what my feet are doing the thing is what you don't want to do is to just immediately start running in support shoes because that's what you think you know that your that your feet are doing do definitely go and get expert opinion and the running bath mm-hmm. boys they're brilliant um yeah and they will be able to sort of tell you if that in, and they won't force you to buy anything either they will just do the gait analysis i'm sure yeah um, i remember my mum going there actually for a gait analysis and they were very gentle i don't think she bought anything then and there no i i think i think i have bought something from them but it was a, such a long time ago um yeah so yeah def- definitely do that that would that would really help but going back to form that i think um when i was at the running school there were about three or four things um, that they told me to keep in my head as I was running. So this is your homework for when you go for your next run. And um, along with your feet staying on train tracks, start from the top down and you need to think of your head being high and your neck being long as if your hair's in a ponytail and someone is pulling the ponytail upwards, right? So yeah. chin slightly tucked and head to the sky. So that's number one. Like a carrot, I think of yes. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like a carrot. So, and when you do that, it immediately adjusts the rest of your, you know, it's, you kind of fall into place a little bit if you, if you do make that movement. Yeah. Um, at the same time, try and think about your shoulder positioning. My shoulders hunch up really easily. So yeah, I have me too. to actively push them down. And that's really important just for a comfort level sort of thing. And I know that if I go on a particularly long run, like 10 miles plus, and I forget about thinking about my shoulders, by about seven or eight miles, I am in agony across my shoulder blades because I'm all... Yeah, that's around. interesting. So I think I've had that before. I yeah. think when the weather's nasty as well, actually, I think I, I hunch more because I'm kind of trying to sort of 
protect myself a bit from wind from and rain, rain. Yeah. and I definitely really really hunch then because I always get super sore after a rainy run mm-hmm. yeah so always think about that and and the kind of immediate knock-on effect is that that run is more comfortable mm. um, but the knock-on effect is there is all of this leads to injury prevention mm-hmm. so head up shoulders down Okay. The third thing that he would ask me to do, I found almost impossible, but I will mention it anyway, which was to hold your tummy in by a little bit. Okay. I know. I found this really hard. I remember him saying just, it doesn't need to be like loads, just like 20% of like a stomach crunch. So just a little, like almost like a pelvic floor lift kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, I find it a very difficult thing to do while running, but if you kind of start doing it before you start running, then you, then you kind of know what it feels like. And again, this, th- what you're doing there is you're protecting your core. So your front mm. and your back um, and, and keeping it a little bit more solid. And the end result of this is your posture is better. Injury prevention is good. Yeah. And so on. So that's, that's the third thing. So head, shoulders, knees and toes, head, shoulders, mm-hmm. tummy, Toes a bit. No, no, no. Arms. Okay. Arms. Arms. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So arms. This this one was I found this one's great. Um, which was um, and it's it seems so bleeding obvious. Um, arms ninety degree angles. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they are parallel to your body. So in the video of me when I was running and looking dreadful. They were cross. One particularly was crossing over my body. Okay. Um, so I was running. Oh God! Of- I wouldn't have a clue. I, this yeah. is why I need. I definitely need to have a video because I think that I keep my arms quite neatly by my sides at a right angle, but actually I've got no idea. And they're probably doing a kind of figure of eight weird thing in front of my yeah, body. Well, it's worth looking at, and it, it's a bit like um, I remember that. You know Gemma, who I've had on the podcast before. This girl can mm-hmm. run far, um, and she she laughs about it now because her her hands fall naturally into sort of gun fingers when she's running, um, which is hilarious. And so she kind of makes kind this, of, <laughs> yeah, how people how. as she goes past. Yeah, <laughs> morning. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I, I remember that she makes a bit of a joke about it, but there's no way that she would know that unless someone had taken a photograph of it or someone had taken yeah. a video of her or something. Um, and the same with me. There's no way I would know that I was doing this kind of very strange kind of diagonal movement with my arm unless I'd been videoed. And now when I think about it, it means that everything else, because I have to think about all these other things. I think about my head, my shoulder, my core, my arms. When I think about those things, everything mm. sort of falls into place. And um, it does make your running better, but it just feels really weird when you're getting used to a different style. Yeah. Of running. You're running the same way since you're a kid, right? So. Yeah, I think um, that's what I'm a bit worried about is I've I've um I've thought about the core thing before and I've thought about the carrot thing. Mm-hmm. So I've caught myself I remember we've had that that chat before um because I'm such a sloper like I definitely sort of start to move further and further towards a horizontal state while I'm running mm-hmm. and um and I I know that that little tweak of like pulling myself up like a carrot from my head out of the ground kind of thing immediately gets me in a better position and I stop my yeah shoulders get back into place and I stop hunching and I stop leaning over um but I've I I I do that 
And then two minutes later, I catch myself again. And same with the core thing. Like I've tried that before. I've gone, come on, turn it on. Make sure that you're actually, you know, using your muscles. You're not just kind of letting yourself flop around. And it definitely feels so much better and I feel stronger and then I and then I forget so I just need to really really practice that and and keep hitting that and making sure that I'm reminding myself every mile maybe maybe every mile I check up well I would have said exactly the same thing that's Mm. um, and that's what they said to me was I think when when I did my first few homework runs with them it was um they they would ask me to just just check in with myself like once on every run and then by the Mm. second time that I visited them they were saying you know try and make sure that you're thinking about it like on the mile or something and just as as you get a buzz on your Garmin or as you know where where a mile marker is think to yourself oh right okay head shoulders arms you know and just kind of work through what it is and you may not stay in that good form for the whole of the mile but at least you've kind of readjusted and after a while it just becomes a bit more second nature yeah Um, I found that the last thing they asked me to do, I found the most difficult, which was to do with legs. So as well okay. as keeping your feet on train tracks, the idea is that, so I was doing more of a shuffle, I think. My feet were quite close to the ground. Mm-hmm. And the idea with running, the idea with, with injury prevention is that your feet have as little contact with the ground as possible in a way. Um, (laughs) so you know the the longer your feet are in contact with the ground um and and where they're placed when you land can have all sorts of kind of um effects kind of injury wise and on, on the on the rest of your body so um ideally your feet when you land as you're running should be right underneath you so your foot should land beneath you rather than in front of you so this is quite okay one to achieve so yeah that's quite difficult to envisage yeah and in order to do that you have to sort of kick your feet behind you a little bit more so you have to think of your feet um say imagine you had like what are those things that they have on wheels on bikes like wheelies or something or i don't know well just imagine you've got (laughs) sort of a bright light on your trainer and you're mm. running in the park, imagine that your foot from the side is drawing a circle. Yeah. So your, your feet are cycling behind you, not underneath you, and not in front of you. And with that motion, you will automatically, it's, it's kind of, what they asked me to do it on a treadmill, and for some reason I think I found that a little bit easier than running on road. Um, but when you do that, it automatically means that you're, you're drawing a circle, it means that your feet are landing beneath you it makes you lean forward slightly so you you actually run a bit faster just because you're you're doing that um so you don't fall over but it makes your your feet land more on the midfoot so it means that you don't land so heavily either on your heel um or or your toes basically you're landing midfoot which is precisely where you do need to be landing so it's the cycling behind you so when you go for run you need to think head shoulders arms mm. core legs and just have okay. those things just just go through them in your head every time you hit a mile um yeah and and, and okay. that's it that's your form 
I think I, yeah, I def- that's definitely something that I need to work on because I know my form is crap. I know it's bad. So I just, I, yeah, I need to think about that. Um, yeah, I think the videoing thing is going to be really interesting because I had no idea what I looked like when I ran until I saw photos from the half marathon. And this is the Bambi thing that I mean. I mm-hmm. honestly sort of kick my legs out to the sides as if I'm doing sort of Charleston or something. <laughs> and it looks ridiculous and I know is not good and makes me tired and hurts my hips. So that's my main thing, I think, is going to be that the foot one or the yeah. leg one. The is, leg one, is, yeah trying to strike under my directly under my body rather than in front of me and then splaying off to the side kind of thing yeah I mean you might find like I do that just thinking about one of these things kicks Mm. everything else into it so usually now as long as I think about my arms everything else falls Mm. into place sort of thing um but it might be that all of this is too much to think about on the first time that you do it so in that instance just think about your legs Okay. And just and do try and think about that train track thing. I just find yeah. that so useful because I, I do cross over and I, but I have kicked my ankles far less since going to the running school for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a good thing. And, and I think, and all of this also results in, I don't know if I've had less injuries as a result. I, can, I couldn't possibly say, but what I can say is that my longer runs are definitely more comfortable because my posture yeah. and my form are better. That's really interesting because that's what I'm fearful of. I'm I'm not worried about trying to maintain that form for my 20-minute runs. I'm sure that will be fine because even if maintaining that form is really difficult, I can do it for 20 minutes. But the thing I'm worried about is when you add the miles on and you sort of feel yourself honestly just kind of snail pacing it towards mm-hmm. the final stretch – I'm worried about how I'm going to maintain that form when I'm tired, like when I'm... Well, what, well I think that's absolutely the, almost the last thing you need to worry about. So only, mm-hmm. only kind of, well, don't worry about it anyway, but, but only think about it when you're not tired, because inevitably your form will slide when you're knackered. Yeah. And, and yeah, definitely, I, I will set off with all good intentions in the world, but if I'm doing a 10-mile run, that last mile is, is going to look pretty ugly. So, yeah. Um, that's fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's just another thing okay. to kind of beat yourself up about. So don't, so don't, um, just, yeah. tr- just try and remember it at p- points in that run, because I know that when I'm doing a very, very long run, although yes, I feel better now because I've adjusted my form. My form is not adjusted throughout the length of it. Not, not by any shape mm. or form. So it's, it's only kind of in the first, you know, I think about it quite a lot in the first few miles and then I might try and remember it after a couple of miles oh okay. yeah you know my shoulders have come up or you know my head is doing something odd or okay. you know, my, my arms are crossing my body I might just think about it a little bit and sometimes it helps particularly on a long run when you need something to focus on um it's very good like every mile on a very long run just do a little top to toe check not yeah you know, see how you feel and one thing I, I really did notice is because of this calf recurring injury I've got that the cycling of the legs if I think about that when I can feel my calf cramping and I adjust my running style the cramping goes away which is probably psychosomatic but it's, yeah um, it's a nice useful tool <laughs> well, yeah not. definitely okay yeah. lots to think about but yeah I think oh you know the the point is trying to make my running 
make running easier for me isn't it and exactly like exactly as you say there's no point running no point worrying about the the last few miles yet like I need to start off with all the intentions of a carrot being pulled up with perfect (laughs) arms and cycling legs and and yeah and hopefully even if I'm not able to maintain that posture right until the end that's given me an extra conserved to help me conserve some extra energy and made me stronger for those last couple of miles yeah and it will be it will make you feel more comfortable that's Mm -hmm. that's definitely for sure and and yeah make you feel more comfortable and hopefully prevent injury in some way Mm. um but yeah it's it will it will make you a more efficient runner and yeah being efficient yeah definitely it's it's getting easier like the whole thing like you've hit the nail on the head all of this is about making running easier and and the way you yeah. do that is to do horrific hill sprints and gruesome fartleks and mm-hmm. adjusting your form so running in a way that feels unnatural but yeah. the, end, the end result is is easy peasy running exactly mm-hmm. a little bit bad before really good yes which is the name <laughs> of my next book <laughs> and the motto for my life <laughs> Sorry about all the blather about hunting red kites. I promise we do actually love them. Now, are you going to have a think about your form the next time you go for a run? If so, here's what you need to do. First of all, I want you to take two sets of two videos. Ask a friend or partner to video you running a few steps from the side and then again from the back. Slow that video down and take a good look. Then I want you to think about your form with all the following things in mind and take the videos again to compare them side by side. You will be shocked, I promise. So here's your good running form checklist. Head. Hold your head up high. Think about someone pulling your ponytail skywards. Keep your chin tucked in. Shoulders. Keep your shoulders down and back. Arms. Hold your arms parallel to your body at 90 degrees and pump them forwards and backwards. Don't let your hands cross your body. Core. Hold your tummy in just a little bit, about 20%, to keep your posture upright and your back in a neutral position. Legs. Cycle your legs behind you. Push backwards, drawing a circle with your feet, picking your heels up at the end of a stride and landing with your feet directly beneath you rather than in front. This will make you lean forward and it makes you run a little bit faster. It also makes your feet land mid-foot. Feet. Keep your feet on train tracks so your feet place parallel to each other and don't cross over an invisible middle line. And that's it. Head, shoulders, arms, core, legs, feet. It's a lot to think about, so worth starting off thinking about it on one of your easy runs and just check the points off one by one from head to toe. It will be tricky to remember all those things, especially when you start getting tired. So to begin with, just try and remember them once or twice during a run. See how that goes and let me know if you have any questions. Don't forget to head to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPOD at the checkout to get your exclusive 35% discount off Women's Running membership. You'll get the mag free access to digital back issues, a free month subscription to Move GB Move at Home, 
discounts on merchandise and mags and loads more besides. Plus, we're going to be adding more benefits during the year. So this is literally just the start of it. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 